Welcome, welcome, welcome to Black Girls Have Anxiety, the podcast designed specifically for Black women by Black women. We're here to provide a safe space and allow Black women to, to love, exist, vent, anything they need as we speak through mental health and journey through it. What's up, Ash? Hey, girl. Ash. All right. It's Friday. I don't know I what know. day people are listening to this, but it's Friday for us. And I know. I'm glad it's the end of the week. It's been a long girl. week but it's been a good week. So, so today um, we do not have a guest. It's just, it's just us for today. Mm-hmm. So you guys get to just vibe with Dominique and I, and we're going to kind of do some mental check-ins with each other and talk about what's going on in the world and what's causing us anxiety. Um, today. <laughs> today. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so how are you feeling today? I feel okay. Honestly, I feel like I'm over talking at the moment, like with people, I feel I'm tired of phone calls because I have a lot of things that I'm trying to do and a lot of things that I'm passionate about. And I also feel like people call me too much. (laughs) (laughs) Stop that. I don't like it. Send me a text message first. Don't call me because I think I'm the type of person that I'm not just going to call. Like I love phone conversations. Don't get me wrong. However, call me first. Because whenever I'm one of those people that will try and prioritize people over self, and I'm learning that I can't do that because I have to hit my deadlines. People want to talk to me. People want to vent about things. People want to get my hot take on stuff. And I'm just like, that causes me anxiety, I I realize. And that's the truth that I've been trying to deal with and and really be honest with myself about it because that fucking sucks you know you really don't want to feel like you have to go in hermit mode to to get your tasks done but at the same time like I have a lot of I you know being a business owner and working for for myself every I don't know why everybody has that misconception that you have all this free time time. (laughs) because you don't you have no time no time I literally don't no time the thing is if I get distracted yeah there's no immediate consequence but there's a long-term one and my tasks don't get done and it's I'm really trying to build a boundary boundary system yeah yeah Yeah. it's a boundary system that I'm working on and because some friends they want to talk every day I'm like child no I can't and do then not disturb is my best friend do not disturb. Oh <laughs> that is literally my favorite thing ever and my phone stays on it now yeah. and I have certain friends like I said they call and I love speaking to my friends but then we call and we sit on the phone later. in silence no or we just sit on the phone oh. in silence then I've been I've been like okay well I'm gonna I'm getting off the phone now yeah and they're like, oh, well, excuse me. Yeah, it's fine, but <laughs> I got to go. I, I can't just sit in silence. I have, I truly have things to do. I got a lot of stuff brewing, especially for next year, the next couple of months. And with my readings, making sure that my, my clients are, are well served and that I'm not mentally exhausted is extremely important. So having that time to meditate and be silent, that mm-hmm. is my thing right now. Yes. But- yeah, so boundaries. Working boundaries. on that. That's the, that's the yes, task of the boundaries. Week. What about boundaries you? are good. So I am doing really good. Last week I was feeling really overwhelmed. I have a lot of stuff going on, and 
I'm also back in school and school ends in about two and a half weeks. So last week I was really overwhelmed and managed to just like talk myself down and, you know, strategize for this week. And now this week has come to an end and I'm not feeling overwhelmed, but I am definitely feeling busy and maybe a little tired. And I feel like I can't eat. I was so, when the election happened, I was like really oh God. like thinking about everything that was going on and trying to stay in the loop. And like my husband was giving me updates and the past two weeks have just been a little bit crazy. So I have no clue what's going on anymore. Like I'm <laughs> working through hour by hour, just making sure like things are done. I'm not running behind on things. I'm not running behind on my schoolwork. And then we're also moving next week. So Yay. there's also that, which I'm really excited about. <laughs> Cannot can wait imagine. to be in a new place and have our own place again. I'm really grateful to have a place to stay right now, but definitely looking forward to having our own space and decorating. So I'm not overwhelmed about that, but like it's like a good anxiety. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's where I'm at right now. When you speak about the election, girl, honey, baby, boo-hoo, child, that was the most stressful time because it was honestly like waiting for a time bomb to go off. Yeah. And a lot of people don't realize that I'm, I'm so grateful that the result, the final results took a long time to dry out and, and be like dragged along because if everything would have went down on November 3rd, tensions would have been ridiculously high. Yeah. And the outcome would have been majorly different. I I totally 100% believe that. They're saying, oh, we didn't, right? We didn't destroy things. First of all, it was a fair election. You need to relax. (laughs) Why why would you riot about that? We riot about social injustice and black men being murdered in the street but okay girl don't get me started but just that that anxiety wondering okay what are they gonna do but i just think like they four years ago like i i felt such disappointment and like despair but i have to accept that this is that was the result like i can't piss and moan about it and it's it's very interesting to see A, how our president continues to conduct himself and B, how it's almost like some people don't believe anything but what he says, Um, which is really, really, it's it's a really (laughs) weird space to be because because I, I just don't, I don't understand. Like I continue to get, every time I see another video or people getting interviewed, I continue to get shocked I shouldn't be shocked at this point because this has been happening for a long time but um I'm just interested to see how the next two months play out like I would just really want a smooth transition and let's see if we can make this next four years a little bit better with this new administration but um girl he's dead set on not making a smooth transition I know and that's the thing that really sucks because you've we've already counted and honestly when he was elected I was devastated and I was like well this is awful and this is a terrible because I know that 
a bunch of people could not possibly believe that he could win it, which is why a lot of people were lazy at the polls. They were like, well, I don't need to vote. What's the point? You know, yeah, there's this, no this way. Crazy election. It's no way. It's yeah. no way. And yeah. then he won and everybody was just sitting in dead silence like, oh, crap. And I think what happened was overcompensation this year. They were like, we're not letting that happen again. Yeah. So everybody <laughs> came in full force. But with his with his followers and it's when you speak with enough charisma, anybody will listen to what you say, which is why so many people follow Hitler. They knew it was intrinsically wrong. However, his charisma was like, you know what? Actually, that might actually be a good idea to hate these people. And Mexicans are bad. Let's build a wall, like whatever. And he had that same kind of conviction that he spoke with and people Mm -hmm. fell in line. And that was, and I hate that that's what it was, but that's the reality. And I really wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt because it's like, I wouldn't wish anything terrible on our president but he exactly. was awful at his job I, I want him to i want because it directly affects us if exactly. he does a bad job i actually want you to do actually want him to do a good job like right you know and that's the thing that i don't want i don't want to see the president of the united states fail the country exactly. like that's not what i wanted but i, I i'm very disappointed but at the same time i'm not surprised because he really was the president that we deserved because America's was wild. It's it's. I mean, it. He's a he's a direct reflection of. I mean, fifty plus per, not plus this time, fifty percent of the country. You know, and so yeah. that's the scary thing. And I think, regardless of where anybody sits on the political spectrum, mm-hmm. I think when you see the especially when it comes to like denouncing white supremacy i know that it it took him being asked several times on national platforms to finally be like what do you want me to do yeah sure i'll denounce it um i mean i don't want to get too much into politics (laughs) and policies because he just doesn't really have a lot of great things going for him (laughs) exactly there i actually saw something i'm sorry to interrupt no no Um, no, go ahead but i actually saw something recently that was a policy that he's got um about to be started next year for charging people um extra tax that make under a hundred thousand dollars that is currently being pushed through from his administration and the thing is it frustrates me because i hate politics i really do but now i understand that voting on a local level is important extremely important it's just as important if not more than the presidential and some people only vote every four years and that is unacceptable yeah and being aware and being situationally aware of who is in the right places because i'm looking at city council now i'm looking at all this other stuff and it's so important because Mm -hmm. i feel like people just get elected to anything in the cities and they and they're the ones that implement stuff they're the ones they're the reason why the the streets are raggedy over here and you know it's different (laughs) things and it's a lot of funneling and it just sucks and i hate politics i really do but now i understand the need to be informed yeah definitely that's that's definitely a need to be to be just at least aware of what's going on locally i know Mm -hmm. growing up in vegas there was there was like there was always a strong presence of like councilmen councilwomen um our mayor was always 
you know, at city events. And these are, these are people that you kind of frequently saw, which was, which was great. And of course I grew up there. So, you know, some of the names pop up and I would, I would recognize them and you would see them at, at the gym when you're playing basketball and at tournaments, but, you know, being overseas for a while and then go moving to Miami. Interesting enough, I found out just before we left Miami, actually, I found out earlier this year. So Trayvon Martin's mom is, I think she actually won. I think she was running for city council in Miami gardens. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was amazing. And I was sitting there. I remember with the first piece of mail that I got from them wondering like, man, I wonder if people realize that she's here literally trying to be the change at the, at the local level. Mm-hmm. But yes, yeah, it's, it's super important to just be informed. And I hate politics too. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of the way our government works and how it's set up. And I'm honestly always a bit skeptical regardless of who gets, <laughs> regardless of who gets in there. But um, like you said before, like I just wish for the best. Honestly, I just want the best situation for everybody. And also just to have somebody with like some decorum <laughs> you know like if, I feel like if some I acted like, back. yeah if I acted like how this guy's been acting in meetings I, I would be I would not have any work at all like, two minutes like, you would have been out of out. office like get yeah out. she's gotta go right now like I don't even mm-mm. but having that experience like it's so important it's just the need to be informed is important and I was completely fine not being informed but now I see that it goes so deep yeah the the systemic energy that they have and the power that they have and just the government and how it's really just just written in how it's made honestly Mm -hmm. I was like please let's have a revolution and destroy dismantle the entire system yeah. and just like start all the way over so that know, everybody can have really a fair chance. You I said what? We, I don't know if we would really do that though. That's the thing. I'm just over the whole process because at the end of the day, it's two 70 year old men that are trying to implement two 70 year old old white them. Yeah. Yes. Two 70 year old, old white men, white men making decisions about Everybody things else. that they're not even going to be around to feel the, the effects of and I think that yeah. is unfair I don't want to vote for anybody over 50 ever again <laughs> I have a question the, for you uh-huh so during this time I mean this election has been going on for what the past I mean they were looking for candidates last year so this this past couple months what do you do to kind of like take care of your mental health during all of this chaos and like working and you know working on your businesses like what's in your like self-care toolbox weed um (laughs) (laughs) but i mean um, keep it real keep it real (laughs) i mean we keep it all the way but um i love grounding and honestly i love to ground and i so when the weather is fair enough, I go outside and I walk barefoot in the ground and I lay in the grass, um, no blanket or anything like that. And I just listen to nature. I turn my phone off. The thing that really bothers me is that I can't turn my phone off completely. I have to put it on do not disturb because my phone is 100% necessary to my job yeah. and to what I do. 
Mm-hmm. And there are times that I'm just like, I just want to disconnect and I have to, like, I'm always reading. I'm always studying. I'm always doing that. Um, but completely disconnecting is something that I crave for. So sometimes I just etch out days of my week to where I'm just like, no, this is a self like my self-care Sunday. I want to make sure that my mental health is taken care of. I'll do, I'll take a spiritual bath. Um, I listen to my singing bowls. I play my singing bowls. So many things that, that I do to just reground mm-hmm. and just reconnect because I don't, I don't like the feeling of being um, high strung because I, yes. I can get there. I can feel that 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 high strung energy, and I was feeling it heavy yesterday. I was feeling yeah. heavy, and I was just like, everybody is calling me, and I really want to be left alone. Yeah. And that bothered me so deeply because I, I'm like, I'm trying to get shit done. I, I have things I have to do. There are things, there, there are goals that I'm trying to meet. But also, I've been, I've been trying to be more present. I've been actively working on being present because this is what I teach my clients. Being present is so important. And I used to think that I was right. um, being present. But then I had an interaction with a gentleman and he really showed me what being present was. And he didn't even say anything. He did, he, he offered nothing. And, but just when I was around him, I was like, well, this is actually very present. This is present energy. Like everything that is being talked about, everything that we are feeling, I'm feeling it right now. So everything, I'm, I'm trying to be more aware of the profound energy that's always around me. Like being able to pick up a cup and being able to walk to from one room to the next and being grateful for it and not annoyed that I have to do these tasks and always constantly thinking about what's next for me and what's next on the task list that's what keeps me sane honestly that's what's keeping me sane and understanding that being present is literally about what is happening now what you can do now and how to enjoy your life also so what about That's you? So what hard. You do? Being present is something I always try to keep in the back of my in the back of my mind because I also have a tendency to just keep planning and planning and like what do I need to do next and what do I need to do next week and what's gonna happen in six months and how can I get there? Which I mean in some aspects can be healthy, but when your mind runs and then you have insomnia and then that's all you think about, it's very easy to become a bit ungrateful for what's literally happening right now and where you're at in that particular moment. One thing that I've tried to do is just be mindful of meeting the environment that I'm in with a lot of things being closed. I'm very much like an outdoorsy person. I'd be happy to like go hiking and go biking and like sit on the beach. And I realized like I actually need to have that. This whole pandemic has shown me how much of like an outdoorsy person (laughs) I grew up hiking and like rock climbing and all snowboarding, all this crazy stuff. But I think I need to be in nature, like similar to how you have to be grounded. I can feel better if I just like go take a walk outside. And then I'm kind of become in tune with like, okay, what's happening? There's trees, you know, there's cars driving by, there's animals and it just connects you with everything Mm -hmm. and kind of slows your brain down. So when I don't have that for like two, three, four days at a time, that's when I get high strung. And that's when I feel like, I almost feel like I'm in a box. I'm not like, I'm just shaking. 
and mm-hmm. just like can't get out. And that's kind of like one of the feelings of anxiety for me. So being able to actually like get outside, do something active, working out helps with that as well. God, yes. Yeah. But even even then, um, I can only do that for health reasons so often. So just being in nature and making it a point to go to a park and find like a spring and like me and my husband will go on a walk together. Like it that will help my mental right. so much. <laughs> No, really, it does. I love working out. And this pandemic, we, we shut down all the gyms at first, and now they reopen them. And I'm just like, now we're going to start all the way over from scratch with my mind. But, um, <laughs> but not even that. And apparently, I'm hearing talks that they're probably going to shut down again. And I'm just like, I honestly, I don't have enough workout equipment. I hate working out at home. Home workouts suck for me. I just can't get into it. I want to lift heavy weights, and I want to do my cardio on my treadmill and call it a day. You try to adapt, but like, and my garden, oh my God, my garden was amazing. What happened to the garden? Squirrels. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but I mean, it's just the winter. It's, it's cold now, so it's not really a good time to grow things. I didn't want to do sweet potatoes or other things. I might make a ginger, ginger pot to grow because I love ginger shots and I love making my own ginger <clears throat> shots. So ginger is super my- easy to grow too. I know I heard and it Ginger grows turmeric. very fast yes yes it does. like so I'm I'm super hyped about that so I'm gonna be doing that but yeah squirrels came and ate all my tomatoes and tomatoes were the thing I was really looking forward to the most and yeah. every time one started to grow I would get robbed blind by those fat cheap bastards <laughs> so you gotta try some like pepper or cinnamon like stuff that they don't like to eat I use cinnamon for when I used to have a garden in Miami I used yeah. to use cinnamon quite a bit, but yeah, there's always like little hacks that you can keep the little pests off of your, but I guess in, on the bright side, you're feeding them. <laughs> For legal reasons, I'm not going to say what I actually wanted to do. <laughs> yeah, don't say that. <laughs> no, but I, I'm definitely going to get back into my planting, um, into my gardening once we move. That's one thing I'm really looking forward to because that was also something that during, I mean, I had plants before, but during the pandemic, I, I just kind of like dove into planting and like actually had like a little apartment patio garden. I had like butternut squash. I remember. Yeah. So I'm really excited about that. Just having an outdoor space where I can just chill out and like create and work outside but yeah girl I'm I'm definitely looking forward to to having all of that that space and you know kind of like designing your own piece in a way Mm -hmm. and I think sometimes I have a friend of mine that that she just moved back to Vegas and she was staying with family and then got her own place and she was so happy and sent me like a video of her new place and it just really shows you like I mean she's like ecstatic about this place and like decorated it exactly how she wanted and you really start to realize like man when you it doesn't have to be like expensive things but just having what you want in your space getting up every morning and just being intentional about what's around you can really just shift your whole mood like it Mm -hmm. can really you know coming home after like a long day and having your space be your space is is 
a blessing. It is. It is. It really is. And my sister and I live together, but I do plan on relocating next year. But before I, I told, I allowed her to come and live with me because she just needed to get away. And I was like, yeah, sure. Come live with me. Before then, being able to just have your space and be like, wow. And the funny thing about it, I manifested this house. The second I saw it, I was like, it's mine. And I claimed it. And I didn't even have to do an application. I was like, I want this house, please. <laughs> and they were like, okay. <laughs> and, that was it. and I moved in shortly after. But it's just, it really is a blessing to have your own space. And that's why I love my garden so much and, and walking through it and just being like, okay. And that's why I miss my sunflowers. I need to harvest the seeds. I already have them. I've had them drying out for a couple of weeks because I haven't been able to get around to getting the seeds out, but I'm going to do that very soon. Yeah. It's going to be one of my projects, probably for self-care Sunday. It'll probably be very cathartic. Definitely. I have a question for you. So mm -hmm. for the people out there that maybe have heard about manifesting or maybe seen it on Instagram or think that it's kind of like this weird kind of abstract thing like how how would you describe how would you describe manifestation manifestation is manipulation of the universe and manipulation of energy energy is always present energy is ever present people are talk they always talk about the law of attraction and that's that's exactly what it is you're attracting these things because you're thinking that it's coming to you and you know it. It's not even a question. It's not, oh, I hope. And a lot of people don't really know how to truly manifest. They they say, well, I want this to happen. I'm manifesting it. No, what you say when you're manifesting is this is mine. Mm -hmm. So I'm thankful for it already. When you start, start speaking in the present and this is now and this is what it is, I'm grateful for it for, to be able to relocate to any anywhere that I'm going to be moving to. I'm grateful for a career that serves my soul. And, you know, and I'm grateful to be able to help people every day. That kind of energy is what you want. Like, I'm grateful to have the, the vehicle that I want. If you want to get um, more superficial things like that, um, not to call it superficial, but it is, you know, properties and things like that. But a lot of people are confused about what manifesting is. Manifesting is much more than just saying, oh, I'm manifesting it. And then you constantly think about it and do Things a lot that of worrying. Align with that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Things that directly go against it. Oh, like saying, oh, I'm going to pass my test and then don't study. Mm -hmm. you, you have to manifest and do the work. You have to be actively, because the universe isn't going to send you anything that you don't show the universe that you want. <laughs> or that you're ready for. Mm -hmm. yeah. If you're not willing yeah. to do the work, then why would they send you opportunity? Why would they send you yeah. uh, rewards if you're not even trying to, like you, you can manifest, but do work as well. Definitely. And the Can't flip side to that, that I think people also don't realize is that as much as you can really manifest in it, bring good things into your life or bring the things that you want or need or the people that you want or the emotions that you want into your life, you can very well do the opposite. And you may not be actively manifesting bad things or negative things into your life, but speaking negatively, ha like having those negative reoccurring thoughts and not actively working to move them out of your brain mm -hmm. um, 
you're actually manifesting those things into your life. So like yeah. the negative self-talk, but also just like, I can't do this. I don't know why this keeps happening to me. Every time I go to work, I have a bad day or Monday is going to be terrible. Uh-huh. <laughs> like these things are speaking call. them. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're speaking them into existence and you're like almost sabotaging yourself out of the good things yeah. that are literally waiting for you. It's And I, that's what I tell a lot of my clients. The self-fulfilled prophecy is, you know, whether you speak something positive or whether you speak something negative, you're going to be right regardless. So when you when you say, I want to have this, but then you interrupt what the universe is trying to work into, into your life and, and the things that are trying to happen or things that are trying to be created into your life, when you interrupt it with negative thinking, you're sabotaging it and you're contaminating it. So when people, I did a reading for a gentleman yesterday. He was talking about, he's an artist. So he was talking about he was, he was talking about his residency program that he's like, I, I apply to it all the time. I always apply to it and I never get it and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, the last time you applied to it, you already had it in your mind. Spirit tells everybody's business when they talk to me, but um, what with permission, because I asked consent. I asked him, hey, so did you, you, what I'm hearing is that you applied, but you were like, I'm not going to get it anyway. And he was like, I'm not even kidding. I literally did say that. I was like, well, <laughs> well what makes duh. you think it's going to happen <laughs> at yeah, that point? And the funniest thing, the funniest thing about it, he does exhibits. He does yeah. exhibits already. And he has an exhibit that he's working on for next year. He did an exhibit a couple years ago in honor of Black women. And I had just moved to Miami and I missed it. And oh, no. When he was talking about it, I've seen some of his pieces. He is amazing mm-hmm. at what he does. But um, he was upset about a, a residency. I'm like, well, you do exhibits. Aren't those way bigger? So to be commissioned for an exhibit yeah. for your own show is much bigger than a residency. And he was like, you're right. <laughs> and, and I was like, well, you know, ego really... Um, contaminates a lot of people's thinking Mm -hmm. processes because you're never entitled to anything ever nobody's entitled to anything Mm -hmm. and that's really hard to hear that's actually Uh really hard to hear but you don't you don't deserve anything because you're you (laughs) like you deserve respect you deserve basic human courtesy but opportunities and things and all of that you don't deserve it just for existing you know, and if you don't get it and someone else gets it, then maybe you're being, and I, and that was the thing. He was actually in his reading, I won't, I won't say his name, but in his reading, he was really being protected from something. He was being protected from getting complacent and staying in Memphis and staying here right. because he has to broaden himself. And it's really hard to, to kill the ego. Yeah. The ego truly is useless when trying to do anything become your higher self huh <laughs> when trying to do anything really I seriously mean, relationships trying to maybe further yourself in your career like if anything it's going to block you from from seeing the things that are there for you the things mm-hmm. that are meant to help propel you to where you want to be yep yeah the ego is deaf the ego cannot hear anything the ego cannot be altered the ego cannot grow because the ego is the ego. The ego is what you, your 
your soul desires and what you feel that you deserve. And the ego is completely useless in becoming anyone better. And people feed the ego more than anything because when the ego is fed, it's everything's more pleasurable. Things are just more pleasurable for pleasure's sake. And that's yeah. how the ego works. I do these things for me. It's a selfish energy. And yeah. Yeah, don't get me started on that. We can go on a whole tangent <laughs> about that stuff. But um, yeah, you can only get so far with, with that energy. And mm-hmm. yeah, ultimately you're gonna miss out on, on certain things. So let's, let's transition into, you know, 2020 is coming to an end. So right now we're at the end of November and it's been a long year and there has been, it's been a long year. Um, like Dr. Stevens mentioned when we talked to her, um, she mentioned a triple pandemic and having to not only battle um, or be in the midst of a pandemic or COVID, but also a lot of um, almost like a racial uprising and a, and a magnification of everything that's, that has really been going on in this country for years. And also the financial foot on our necks, <laughs> you know, that has been there since, you know, earlier this year. And for some people before that, but I think everything has been magnified this year and everybody, you know, you see on Instagram, like everybody's ready for 2020 to be over. Um, but I want to ask you like, what, like, let's talk about like three good things that have come out of this hell of a year. Like this has been a shit show, but what three good things have come out this year for you? Three good things. Or in general, um, like it can be country-wise, worldwide, yourself. I can't even think that, honestly. <laughs> well, one, country-wide, the uprising from the Black community. Honestly, it was a spiritually fueled energy. 2020 was the year for revolution. It was already meant to be. And honestly, at, at a certain point, I was like, I'm ready to die for this. Honestly, I'm ready to die for it, for change and to really fight for it, like truly fight for it and go to war with everybody for it because <laughs> I was just tired. So I do like that and changes have been made. People say, all oh, they're wired and they're doing this, they're doing that. But you see the changes that have been made though, have you not? Personally though, my business has been taking off a little bit better, like better. I, I haven't worked since March, but I've still been, my bills are still unpaid. So I'm grateful for those things because I started doing my readings and um, and have been working very self-sufficiently and my clientele is growing. And, and most of my clients are people that I don't know. And- Which is a beautiful thing. Like that's exactly. awesome. The majority of the people that book with me don't know me, but they, I'm, I'm so grateful that they can hear and understand and feel my energy to know that I truly mean well and I truly mean to, to bring peace to people and allow them a space to, to listen and, and, and know that their guides are here to help and I'm here to help. Mm-hmm. So that's good. And also my spiritual journey. That's a good thing. My spiritual my spiritual work has really taken off to extremes that I didn't even think could it, could I could reach because I spent so much time with myself mm-hmm. and yep. I spent so much time really learning who I am 
and and doing the things that I needed to do to mentally survive. I mean, I'm an introvert, so it really didn't bother me that the world shut down that much. I was like, oh no. But it was still so much more that I've learned about myself. And I've honestly, this year I've really learned my power. Like my true, my inner, my inner self has really skyrocketed and my higher self has really skyrocketed. And I'm so grateful for that because this is what I'm meant to do. And I was watching another TikTok. Um, <laughs> and it was like, oh, you know, on the for you page, you like scroll and the algorithm suits you. And and it was this morning too. It's so funny. And the person was like making a joke, like, here we have, they were talking to the camera and they were holding one. And they were like, here we have a person that doesn't know what to do with their life. They, they're just talking in circles, thinking that they do want to do something and then blah, blah, blah. And then I sat and I was like, for the first time ever, that is not me. I 100% know that I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. And I'm so fucking grateful for that because for so long, I was like, well, I could do this. Oh, I can do this. Oh, I can do this. And I did nothing instead. Yeah. So, and now that's not what it is. That's, I mean, that's really, it's really great because I think it's really easy this year, especially to get caught up, not caught up, to give a lot of attention to all of the bad things that have happened are really tough times because I know March, April, May, June, July, I mean, to this day, but June was really intense. Like I, it could, you could feel the tension, like in my house, I could feel the tension that was kind of happening across the board. And I know for some people, like other things have happened and, you know, I don't want to say that Black Lives Matter almost turned into like a summer trend, but what I am grateful for out of that was that a, a lot of pe- a lot of people actually finally understood that there is still a lot of racism and there are still um, things in place to protect, you know, people in uniform f- and and allow them to really just take people's lives, and particularly black and brown people. And, you know, you, I don't really argue with people anymore. I try not to get in arguments with people that don't, that want me to convince them that police brutality is real and that racism is real and that, you know, there is this interwoven system of a hierarchy within this country that has been set for a long time. And Mm -hmm. I think one thing that I was actually like, look, trying to look at the bright side of is we had George Floyd, right? And a lot of people saw his videos and a lot of people watched them over and over. And a lot of people that are not people of color. And I hate that it took you having to watch somebody for eight minutes be under somebody's knee. But it is it is a... Man, it is a it is almost like a snapshot of what it's like to be black in America. Like this foot is on your neck. And you trying to explain to people that this foot is on your neck, they can't see it, but it's there. And you get tired of having to explain it. And so you stop explaining it. And so you kind of go silent. And then the the world just kind of keeps being this this place that just ignores your humanity. Um, or doesn't want to even acknowledge the fact that there 
are things in place <laughs> that are set to, to make you less than. But I'm happy that after June, if anything were to come out of that man having his life taken away and being murdered in the streets, was that people had no choice. A lot of people didn't have a job at the time. A lot of people Bingo. were stuck at home. It was Kids perfect timing, unfortunately. Home. It forced everybody to sit down and take a look at what we've been- This is America. Dreaming. Yes, what we've been talking about for, for a long time. And um, I, I'm, just, I, I'm just happy at least we got to that step. But like if anything, at least we got to, the, to somewhat of a point where no longer do I have to keep arguing this. Like, right. I, I, I don't argue anymore, but no longer do, like, I, I'm not gonna argue anymore. There's plenty of things online, but at least at this point you can sit there and understand from a very human point from multiple angles how the system is literally built to make us you know less of a person right um so yeah that was that was probably one thing that i'm, I'm grateful for the other thing i probably say the second thing is like the time with my husband my um, husband they're the best couple ever y'all they're the, the cutest most perfectly matched people in the universe thank you that's so sweet it's that's sickening my best friend y'all <laughs> that's my best friend <laughs> that's my best friend go best friend go best friend. <laughs> no but really that that really is my best friend and this time has really i've been i've seen like a lot of like divorce rates went up during this time and a lot of people like broke up got back together getting in fights and I'm really thankful that our relationship is is like so solid and we're just like such nerds <laughs> we're just happy to just be with each other 20 yeah um I mean I still like my alone time but if I gotta be in a pandemic with anybody it's him so right I'm really happy that you know he's gone from you know, not working at home to working at home. And now both of us get to have lunch together. And I know that this probably won't last forever and that he will probably have to go back to work at some point, <laughs> whether it be next year or whenever. But mm -hmm. um, I'm really grateful for the time that we have together uh, because you don't realize how much time you actually spend working and away from each other. Like eight hours is the average, right? for anybody working a nine to five for him. And it's really 10 by the time you get to work and get home. And so you really only get this short period of time and then you try to cram everything in on the weekends. But this has been a blessing to be able to like spend time with him and go for walks, you know, with him. And um, so I'm I'm really grateful for that. Aw, um, she get off my phone. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Um, okay, what's my third thing, girl? What's my third thing? Um, okay, this is kind of so I've had um, some health issues that where I just can't work out at certain times. Some stuff goes on, my body just says, No, you got to sit down, don't do that. So, going from you know, working out and being you know, bas playing basketball my whole life and then going to playing, being a professional athlete 
and then coming back to the States, retiring for the second time and still kind of maintaining the activity and still like feeling really good in my body and feeling not just weight wise, but actually feeling like I can do things with my body. Um, that's kind of how I've always felt my whole life. And this past year where I've had these restrictions and then you add on gyms are closed and now like you're kind of forced to do stuff at home. And then even with that, there's some limitations. So my body is like a whole different thing than it was last year. It's a whole different person. This right. is all necessary. <laughs> but in saying that, I have really had to like sit in my body and change my thought process of like will be me my body has changed it's it's a little fluffier than it used to be I can't really move like I used to move just a year ago you know I went to go like shoe hoops the other day and it's just like man this doesn't even feel like my body but um even though that's something I'm working to change this time has really made me sit and realize your body has done so much. Like you need to be thankful and grateful. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. the amount of like basketball injuries I've had, the amount of places my body has taken me, the stuff that has happened this year that could have been a lot worse that because my body was, you know, in the shape that it was, it wasn't as bad. And the fact that my body still keeps pushing and, and it's fully functioning and, you know, the stuff that's going on with me is really not that big in the grand scheme of things, but the fact that I can fully, I have, I have full function of my entire body and it just continues to, you know, keep me in a good space is something that I have to continually remind myself to be thankful of. Like, yes, right. it doesn't look the same. Yes, your clothes don't fit. <laughs> you have to buy new stuff. You'll be all but right. <laughs> I'm going to be all right. Exactly. And like my body has gotten me to this point and every day it, it hasn't failed me. So I'm trying, I'm very thankful for that. And had I not had to stop and go through this and be at a point where I, I've never really felt my body or looked at, looked in the mirror and seen it the way it is. I'm just, I'm grateful that I'm, I'm still able to do 99% of the things I usually do. So yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> this is a good talk. This was a good talk. We always have this good, is a good talk. I know. <laughs> so we are um, looking ahead, um, depending on when you listen to this episode, we are going to be bringing on some really cool guest speakers. We also have some good news. If you guys don't know already, Dr. Stevens, who was on our very first episode, um, is officially our in-house psychologist. So, yay! <laughs> she is amazing and oh, yeah. she is just like a trailblazer and we are really, really happy that she's going to be our in-house psychologist. And that basically means she's going to be coming on um, every couple of episodes and she's going to be our mental health professional. So um, when it comes... Dominique and I are not mental health professionals. We are just two black girls with anxiety and we are trying to figure out ways to help our community and bring yeah. on the people that can give you guys um, that information um, as well as bring on people that are going to be able to tell their stories and have conversations like this where we're just kind of talking out what's going on in our lives. 
but Dr. Stevens will be coming on every few episodes and whenever she does come on, we're going to have a targeted topic. She's going to give you guys some really useful information about, you know, it may be about anxiety. It may be about um, the range of mental health, but she is really there to be an educational powerhouse for Black girls having anxiety too. So uh, thank you all for joining us today. We are always happy to have you here with us. Feel free to drop some comments below if you have any questions or any topics that you want us to go over. Take a look at all of our profiles and go ahead and follow them if you're not already. And um, give us a like and a thumbs up if you had fun during this episode. And also hit that subscribe button. I think it's here. (laughs) Or here. It's somewhere. It's somewhere down (laughs) here. (laughs) In this area. (laughs) So hit that subscribe button. That way you know whenever we drop new episodes and have any events, new interviews, we are really happy to have you as a part of this community. And I can't wait for you to join us again. Thank you so much, guys. You have a wonderful, wonderful day. We will see you next time, okay? Yes. Bye. Bye.